It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Log Talk Radio.
What? Call in now. Am I using this? No, you're using this. Alright, why is... Did you call? I called. I'm not there. Okay, hang up and try again. Because you're in... Looks like your guest is there. There I am. Okay. Uh, can I get headphones to the your phone? Where is it? Is the Which mic am I using? for giving us some time today. We have the brand new NWA World Heavyweight Champion on the lawn. You know, I saw the match on the internet. Great match. When you won the title, there seemed like there was a lot of emotion going on. Could you describe that moment when you won the belt? It was probably one of the more emotional moments I've had in my career, just uh being a historian of wrestling and someone who grew up uh, just loving the NWA and then to, you know, have an accomplishment like that was uh, something that, you know, not everybody gets to have in their career and it's just another huge milestone in, uh, in what's been a, you know, a going on 16 year career of mine. So just, uh, you know, something that uh, in my speech, you know, my dad would have been proud of and, uh, you know, it was going on six months the day after the show that he had uh, passed away unexpectedly, I might add, too. So it was just a, it was a big night for me and for my family and just anyone who loves wrestling and understands how much I always have loved it, you know, it was a big moment for me. Can you describe, you know, like you're the NWA heavyweight champion. Your name now forever etched in stone. No one can take it away from you. Rick Flair, Lou Fez, Harley Race. How does it feel being part of that lineage? Very humbling, you know. I mean, when you say those guys' names, I mean, those are that's uh, household names for anybody who's a a wrestling fan or a wrestler. And you know, there's guys, you know, even you know, Adam Pierce, uh, guys recently who you know weren't in WWE and weren't in WCW or TNA, but yet you know, held that championship and held it proudly and traveled around the world. So, you know, to be in the in the same sentence as, you know, Harley Race and Ric Flair and Luthez and, you know, Von Eric and just a lot of those guys, but, you know, not losing sight of some of the guys who have, you know, carried the torch, you know, in the night, not so distant, uh, you know, past. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's 
something, like I said, it's, it's up there, you know, with the WrestleMania and the action figure and being in a video game and things that, that you accomplish and they can't take it away from you. You're in, in the book and you just want to, you know, make the company proud. That's awesome. And joining us now also, my co-host, we got Dave on the line. Dave, are you there? Yes, I am here. We got the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Rob Conway, on the way, line with us. Rob, how you doing? Thank you for thank you for being on the Ken Reedy Show. I appreciate you guys having me. I'm doing great. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, Rob, I wanted to ask you about um, your, uh, your some some points in your WWE career. Um, I'm not sure what Ken had um, had mentioned in, in the beginning stage of the interview, but um, what was the uh, story behind um, your pairing with uh, La Resistance when you uh, in the summer of uh, 2003? Well, those guys were both very talented wrestlers, but in this, you know, they they were inexperienced. Uh, Rene Dupree was only 19 years old, Sylvan I believe was 23, and they had a, you know, they both were French, both great built, you know, just their in ring time was pretty limited. And I had been wrestling, you know, for quite some time and training with those guys down in Ohio Valley wrestling. And uh, we'd gotten along really good, and I think that the WWE offices saw it as an opportunity for me to, you know, along with those guys, just more take a leadership role of the three of us because I'd been wrestling for, you know, quite a bit longer than both of those guys and had a little bit more seasoning. And then, you know, just get with them, and and then I think they made a good decision. I was very happy to be partners with those guys, and I think we had, you know, had a good run there, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, you guys had a you had a couple different runs. You know, at one point it was the three of you together, and then you tagged with Renee, and Sylvain was gone. Then Renee was gone. Then you were back with Sylvain. But then eventually um, they split all three of you up and separated you, and you ended up uh, having a, 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 a short singles career on Monday Night Raw on the Raw brand at one point. Um, what was behind the con man Rob Conway character? What exactly was that all about? Because there really wasn't much. Um, there was there really wasn't much thought put into your character on television, at least I should say, from a from a viewer standpoint. We didn't really see you a whole lot. Um, what were the plans for the con man? Well, initially, uh, the head writer for Raw was not. Uh, he was out doing a movie. He was writing a movie. So whenever the con man character, which was basically my Iron Man character from Ohio Valley Wrestling, that it had tremendous success with, you know, and was a four time. OVW champion with that and pretty much uh, one of the top guys, you know, in OVW history. So it had proven itself. Uh, he wasn't, he was making a movie. So when we first initially came up with the con man, it was just the same thing as the Iron Man basically, but, you know, without the copyright infringement on the comic book and the, in the movie. Uh, so that was the initial plans is to be in, you know, I was pretty much, a a non-fan favorite, as you would say. I actually started to get over with the crowd, and people were kind of cheering for me. And, you know, I wasn't a big fan of my own music. I thought that really strayed, you know, confused people on what the character was supposed to be. It wasn't something, you know, that I really liked or even didn't portray what we initially were, you know, trying to get out of the con man character. And then when the head writer came back, I had gone on a winning streak. They, you know, I was building up some momentum. Just sometimes when you're a new character, they you just have to be on TV every week. 
They just have mm-hmm. to get to know you and know that when you walk out, okay, this is this is the moves he does. This kind of. And when the head writer came back, it wasn't his idea. And you know, when you're in the creative team, you have one job, and that's to be creative. So if somebody's creative when you're not there, then you do your best to squash that, which is kind of understandable. You know, because they don't get paid to wrestle; they just be they're paid to be creative. So if the wrestlers are creative, then what do you need creative for? So when he came back, uh, I never won another match. It was like, hey, it's not my idea. I'm going to squash this. So, you know, being a company person and making a good living, you know, you just show up on time and do what you're told. So that's kind of, uh, you know, I didn't. I actually changed my hair, cut my mustache off, and all that because I didn't want to bury my own character. So then they still call me the con man Rob Conway, but I switched my trunks and pretty much just did what they wanted me to do. And But I didn't, you know, wasn't, I, it was harder to want to train, you know, three, four hours a day and be completely the best shape of anybody in the in the wrestling world, knowing that you were not going to be used in a, any way that was fulfilling. So, I mean, that's when I gained a little bit of weight, changed my hair, changed my gear, and was just like, hey, if you... I'll show up on time and do what I'm told and be professional. But, you know, if you, that's pretty much kind of how that went, you know. Yeah. The one thing that I think, it, it, when, you know, with the creative team versus having a booker is that if you were writing a movie or you had, a you know, a television show and a writer came to you and said, man, I just can't think of anything for the characters, they'd just fire the writer. Yeah. They wouldn't fire the actors. Yeah, you know, so that's the kind of the thing. And that's the difference between, you know, NWA and independent wrestling and Japan wrestling compared to, you know, the WWE is they're they're entertainment completely and there's some wrestling involved and, and I you know, love doing that, but the NWA is more entertaining wrestling. You want to entertain people through your wrestling and not just be entertainers. So it's just you know, I I went to a wrestling school, I didn't go to an acting school. So I just enjoy wrestling. And uh, going out there and putting on the best matches, you know, putting everything you have into it every night, and then letting it, letting the people be entertained by wrestling instead of going out there just, you know, to be funny or get laughs and just be an entertainer. And well, one final question for me: You just mentioned, you know, that when the head writer came back, that seems to where the downfall of the con man character took place. Um, at one point, I remember. I did not see you on TV a whole lot, and then you were out for a segment, and Vince McMahon had publicly fired you on television, um, although you weren't released right away. Did you have a feeling that that was the final nail in the coffin for your time in uh, World Wrestling Entertainment? Not at the time. I mean, I was out. I had gotten uh, my septum and my nose crushed and had to have surgery. And when mm-hmm. they called me and told me that they had something for me to do on Raw, uh, you know, I was surprised because I had just had surgery like three days beforehand. I said, well, I'm not even cleared to wrestle yet. And they said, well, we really need you to do this, and it's going to kind of spearhead the whole Vince McMahon versus Donald Trump angle. We're going to, you know, if you watch the wording, I really said I will quit Raw because they'd already told me to get new gear and uh me and Sylvan were going to be paired back together but put on SmackDown because I was never on SmackDown. I was always on Raw. So I actually had new gear getting made, and, you know, whenever I got the call that I was getting released. You know, with everything you're saying about your stay in the WWE, do you feel, for lack of a better term, somewhat vindicated 
coming home with the NWA World Heavyweight Championship? Uh, I mean, it's just different. I mean, I don't really feel any negative toward the WWE because, I mean, I made a lot of money there. Everything I own, my cars, my house, you know, that's all paid for was because of my stint with the WWE. I mean, they still pay royalty checks for stuff that I don't even, you know, know what it's for. For the most part, you still, they still are a big part of my income. And, uh, you know, and for the most part, I'm known throughout the wrestling business for my stint with WWE. So really can't, I don't have any negative, you know, really that's nothing but positive. You know, most people don't get to live their dream and I got to be under contract for seven years. So, you know, that really gave me the opportunity to wrestle around the world after I left there and then to even be, you know, kind of on the radar for the NWA. I wrestled in the NWA for six years before I got to the WWE. I, you know, was a Southern Tag Team champion, had uh, wrestled in Tennessee and Kentucky and Indiana and, you know, all the Southern states. So, I mean, it's really kind of now that I'm back, and I started back with the NWA in 2007 as soon as I got released. So it's always, I mean, I've, for the most part, I've wrestled for the NWA, you know, more than I've wrestled for WWE is just that once you're a WWE talent, you're kind of labeled as either a WWE guy or a former WWE guy. Where I don't, there's a lot of people out there that think they're educated about wrestling, but for the most part, they're they're not. If they did their homework, they would know that a lot of the guys that you know paid their dues on the road in the independents and you know NWA particularly. So yeah, I mean I, I'm excited about it, but. It's not really something where, hey, look what I've done. You know, you all could have done, you know, better with me. Because I think as a tag team wrestler, we were pretty much the top tag team for about three years. I mean, people could argue that, but there's there was no tag team in pro wrestling that even stayed together that long. After WrestleMania 20, the Bashams pretty much broke up. The Dudleys broke up. They split Jendrick and Cade. I mean, there was really – we were the only tag team, and we – pretty much had to make, you know, your Tajiris and Rhinos a team and, and Regal and Eugene and Hurricane and Rosie. That whole tag team that was built after that, the foundation was La Resistance. So so I feel like I had a, a you know, people sometimes only want to remember the negative, which was like the last eight months that I was there. But I, I had a, a, a lot of fun there, made some good money, and I think those things allowed me to – represent the NWA the way I am now and the opportunity for me to take the NWA World Heavyweight Championship over to New Japan and defend it on April 7th at um, Invasion Attacks. And why don't you tell us a little bit about that? You have that uh, Kojima uh, you'll be wrestling yep. April 7th. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, this opponent and uh, his style and uh, you know, tough competitor. What are you looking forward to in this match? I mean, I, for me, it's an opportunity to go over and do wrestling. I mean, you're not – if you watch the Japanese, uh, I don't want to see their style, but if just the way they interact with the crowd, it's not it's not pure entertainment. To, you know, whether you're a fan favorite or someone that that's despised, they're not messing around with the, the crowd. It's, it's purely in the ring as a wrestling match. You go outside the ring, but it's a chance to really show off what you can do. I mean, I've had a few opportunities. I wrestled Joey Ryan – uh, a few years back in a match in which the Booker just wanted no characters. He just wanted us to go out there and wrestle. And, I, you know, when I get a chance to do that, I think people 
who are only have seen guys like myself or Eugene or, you know, Chris Masters or Carlito only in WWE, when they see us in an, when we have an opportunity to wrestle they're they're a lot of times they're like, wow, you know, why come you didn't do that in the WWE? I didn't realize you were that good. And it's, it's kind of like, well, you know, you're a character and you you do what you're told to do. And they put handcuffs on you and tell you, you can't do certain moves or, you know, can't fight outside the ring. They they give you a list of things you can't do and you have to make do with what you can do. Whereas, you know, on the independent wrestling scene or NWA and, you know, some of the other promotions, they, they let you have more freedom to go out and, you know, if you can do it, do it, whatever you need to do to, to make the match, you know, to get over with the people and have them enjoy it. Whatever you're willing to do, you, they'll let you do it. Well, speaking of former WWE talent, it's interesting coming up in April, also April 20th, you're supposed to be wrestling Chris Masters, another former WWE talent, someone who is riding quite a ride of a, his own publicity right now, being a, a real-life hero. Uh, what do fans have to look forward to? Uh, I know this wasn't initially booked as a championship match, but circumstances dictate, and now the NWA title will be on the line. Uh, what can we look forward to in your matchup with Chris Masters? I'm really looking forward to this. I mean, I've never wrestled Chris. I mean, I think that we have, you know, a similar style. He's a bigger guy than me, but we're – both kind of known for our physiques and and when you're you know when you're in WWE they want you to really play up to to what you're known for so like I said his wrestling in WWE wasn't really known for his wrestling so much as the master lock and his posing and I think here's an opportunity for us to be in the ring together and and just go out there and, and have a fantastic hard-hitting you know match and I think it's going to be more than you know than what if you seen us in in WWE it'd just be two guys out there you know having a pose down but I think that you're going to see you know, we were in OVW together at one point so I mean we've both been through the trenches and and we've teamed up a few times but this is the first time I ever got to wrestle him and yeah he's a he is a real life hero I mean he saved us I was just in Australia with him for three weeks we filmed a a, a wrestling comedy movie together and then to see him come home like that and then you know, go through that having to save his mom. I mean, I'm, you know, I have a lot of admiration for him and just to, he, he is a hero and I look forward to wrestling him and, and us showing people what, you know, what good wrestling can, what it can, what it can be on the, in the NWA. I don't think a lot of fans are looking forward to that matchup too. Before we let you go, you know, one of our fans on Facebook asked us, I think it's a good question. You know, again, like I said earlier, you are part of a, a great lineage. And, and Rob Conway now cannot be taken away. You are etched in stone. What can fans look forward to from Rob Conway as the NWA heavyweight champion? Well, other than a person who really appreciates this opportunity, you know, it's not something that I take lightly. I plan to defend the championship. I mean, that's all I do is wrestle. You know, this is this is all I've done for, you know, the past going on 16 years. So it will be defended all over the country. It will be defended all over the world. I mean, I, I plan to, you know, do my best as long as I have it to go to Japan, to go to Mexico, to go back to Australia, have a good relationship there. Uh, and then to, 
uh, take it all around the United States. It's not going to be something that's just a regional title. I live in Indiana. I'm not planning on just, you know, defending it in Indiana and Kentucky and Tennessee. I mean, I'm planning on taking it every place that there's an NWA promotion, and I've talked to them about the possibility of even defending it outside of NWA promotions. So they're, you know, like me, they want the NWA brand to grow, and I want to be the guy who helps it grow and helps the Iron Man Rob Conway brand grow. So if you're a wrestling fan, you can look forward that I'm going to be coming to a town near you. It's not going to be, you know, a title that you're not going to get seen defended. And, you know, it's not going to just be, obviously, big venues. I mean, wherever the NWA wants me to take the championship, I'm more than willing to take it and more than willing to defend it against anybody that they want me to. Well, we're hoping we get to see you somewhere up here in the Northeast. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, my, one of my former tag team partners now runs a promotion in the, the New York area, Pat Buck. I don't know if okay. you're familiar with Pat. But I know he's got a, a pretty good thing going there. And, his, you know, when I'm in Japan, he'll be having uh, Liger versus John Morrison that night. So, I mean, there's a lot of good wrestling around the right, country. That, and that's I've the PWS. Promoters. Yeah, I've got a lot of promoters that uh, I've talked to about coming into their their promotion. So I'm just excited about, you know, traveling the country and traveling the world and, and getting the NWA brand and letting people know that, you know, that I am ecstatic about this. It's not something that I take lightly. Well, Rob, thank you again. Congratulations. Thank you for spending some time with us. And, and we'd love to have you on again sometime soon. Well, I really appreciate you having me. And like when you all announced me as being the NWA world's heavyweight champion, it's still, you know, feel like a little kid, you know, I mean, it's like, wow, this really happened to me. And, you know, I had to pinch myself. It's up there. I mean, it's, I mean, you got that WrestleMania and having your own action figure. I mean, you, you can't, you can't beat that. Those are things I did only dreamed of when I first got into the wrestling business. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right. Take care, man. And there you have it, the brand-new NWA World Heavyweight Champion. It's it's amazing, you know, when you have a guy like that and you see the personality on, on TV. And and before I get into talking a little bit about this, thank you so much to cameraman Carlos, who helped set that up, as well as our producer. Uh, great having him on. Very humble, very thankful for the opportunity. Enjoyed talking to him and, and looking forward to the direction he could bring the company in. What would you think, Dave? I, I thoroughly enjoyed the interview. He, he, he told some great stories, you know, and uh, he was, like you said, he was very humble and appreciative of the opportunity to represent the NWA. And, uh, you know, it sounds like he's taking it very seriously as being the NWA world champion. And, you know, I, I, I will be perfectly honest, if he's still listening now, I didn't see any of his work before he came into the WWE. I had heard of his, of, uh, of the, some of the things he had done in Ohio Valley wrestling, um, the, the WWE developmental territory at the time. Um, but I look forward to seeing, you know, what, what he's really known for. And that's his wrestling. Um, you know, like you said, he gets, you know, when he's in the WWE, there's handcuffs put on you. Can't do certain moves, can't do certain things, but you know, the real Rob Conway, I think is going to, you know, sh- uh, is going to show and he's going to shine. And uh, I look forward to uh, seeing what, what, what he brings to the table in the NWA. And I, I think it's great hearing someone like that just, I mean, the NWA look, and we've talked about it on the show, it, it, it's a weird place in the NWA history. And, and it's it's really great to hear the champion 
talking like that about being so honored uh, having the strap. You know, we had Cahagas on the show as well, and he he kind of felt the same way. So I think the NWA is definitely moving in a good direction. Having these competitors that appreciate the history, know the history, and, and are humbled by the history. Uh, very excited to hear him talking about wanting to defend the title all over the country, all over the world. That's what the NWA is all about. And uh, I, I believe, I'm not 100% sure, but I think Pat Buck is one of the owners of PWS. Uh, I could be mistaken, but uh, PWS always puts on some good shows, so be that would be cool bringing the NWA champion uh, Northeast, because I'd like to see that. And he was one of those guys when he was in the WWE. I, you know, I was always like, I think this guy could do more. You know, like he, I, I like this look. I, I like what he brought to the table. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what he can do uh, as NWA World Heavyweight Champion. And a big challenge coming up with Chris Masters, uh, April 20th, and Houston's Parade of Champions. So that that could be quite a challenge for him. And uh, it's interesting how he talks. Like you said, Dave, when he says the WWE kind of handcuffs you, and uh seems like he admires Chris Masters' wrestling ability as well, where again, in the WWE, is more about his physique and, and giving pose downs and everything. So, sounds good for the NWA. Glad to hear him. Thank you again for giving us a few minutes. We're going to go right out to the phones. We got Tony on the line. Tony, are you there? Oh, yeah. We're guys. Thanks for holding on. I know, again, technical difficulties, but I'm, I'm glad you're here with us. Uh, whatever you want. Monday Night Raw, NWA, Rob Conway. What do you want to talk about? Bring it. I guess we got, yeah, good interview with the with the con man. You know, there it was. Uh, you know, that should be. Uh, I guess whenever the, his match with the Chris Masters is coming up, it should be interesting. Um, but yeah, as far you know, like uh, I guess Raw last night it was like, if anything, it was. I think this was the longest running. Uh, this was the longest one. I it went to like eleven twenty last night. It was like I, I, I was just like, what? <laughs> You know, I mean, with that panel and everything. I mean, I, I was okay with the pa- you know, with, with the end of the show, you know, that with the Legends panel or whatever. I thought it was, I thought Rock had seen a cut, you know, cut some promos, but uh, you know, it was just you know, like it was just really long. It was like twenty minutes. Yeah, I felt yeah. like that 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 end of the show could have. It was almost like trying to get a car started in the winter time. The begin the beginning was kind of it, it, it almost took a little bit to get going and who knows we don't know what Ric Flair was scheduled to do and maybe that was part of it. I thought once it got going it definitely got better, uh, but it was really long. I mean going to eleven twenty, I, I feel like that segment could have maybe even been cut in half, but the end was good. I like the yeah I like the end when the, he gave yeah when he um gave Cena the rock bottom but yeah they definitely that. That could have easily been ten minutes, you know, ten minutes instead of twenty, because that was, my God, that was long. I mean, the rest, you know, even the rest, the rest of the show, I was okay with too. I, you know, um, you know. So anyway, you know, like going up to WrestleMania, I mean, you know, this. Now we got um, I, I just uh, saw also that they've added uh, Wade Barrett and the Miz to to the show for the really? uh, belt. Damn it, Tony! You just beat me to the punch. I was about to announce that on the Ken Reedy show. <laughs> you want to do my job too, man? What the hell? We got the blogger versus the news guy now. Oh, <laughs> oh man! But yeah, you know, hey, this is going to be the greatest WrestleMania of all time. 
Until next year. Yeah, well, you know. Well, next year, it's it's 30. So next year, it really will be the best of all time. Tony, I'm going to let you go. We, we got a... We we got a lot of callers on the line, so we're gonna go try and get them on. Thanks for giving us a call. You guys out there, remember, Tony is the best blogger in the business. Raw, SmackDown, Impact. Go to thekenreedyshow dot com. Check out his blogs. Thanks a lot, Tony. All right. And uh, yeah, we're gonna stick with the phones. Just try and get everybody on the line. Mister Trivia's been on hold for a while. Mister Trivia, are you there? Yeah, how you doing, guys? Doing all right. How are you? Good. Great interview with the con man. I enjoyed it very, very much. Um, like um, Tony just said, I, I just saw the thing with uh, Barrett and the Miz as well. But uh, last night, the um, question and answer. I don't know. I, I mean, I've seen a lot of things on Facebook and on the computer today that a lot of people are convinced that Cena is going to turn heel. And I don't. Uh, I, I I hope it doesn't happen. You need to kill that noise. I'm so tired of hearing the John Cena. Yeah, deal. exactly. That's it's it's overplayed. We've said it a million times. He sells merchandise. Kids like him. Even when he's booed out of the building, he's still the number one seller in merchandise. So until somebody surpasses him in merchandise sales and is the number one merchandise seller consistently, draws ratings consistently, John Cena will be the number one babyface in the WWE, period, end of discussion. Exactly. I agree with you 100%, Dave. I mean, a lot of people, you know, people were just posting it, and I told them, you know, don't worry about it. It's not going to happen. You know, they're going to keep them the face of the company, just like you said, until something else comes along. Uh, hey, guys, I just wanted to call and say I heard the interview was great, and, uh, you know, we'll be uh, listening again on Sunday. So have a good night, guys, and keep up the good work. Thanks a lot, Mr. Talk to you Sunday. You know, one of the things that came out of last night's Monday Night Raw, which which I thought was interesting, and it's weird, like, how The Undertaker came out, the first time he came out, and he was wearing the robe, and I thought, wow, he's looking old. I thought he looked good last night. It was limited, but you know, there's a, there's a little physicality. He looked like he was in decent shape. I, I had a little more optimism uh, in in this match when I saw Taker getting physical. Again, not a lot, but uh, I I kind of like the fact that Taker came out and we saw like an intense. Undertaker really going after CM Punk, Dave. Well, yeah, I I, I I noticed the same thing too. You know, obviously with the physicality, and it brought a little more attention to the to the uh, the, the the feud and the buildup heading towards WrestleMania, which were you know just two almost you know just about two weeks away. You know, the one thing that you know that, that struck me about it that you know kind of popped up in my head when I watched it. You know, the past few years. You know, with Triple H and with Shawn Michaels, to a certain extent, there really wasn't a whole lot of physicality. There was a lot of talking, a lot of build-up to get to it, and it was all good. And then, you know, he brought it, you know, in his respective matches with both of those guys over the course of the past four years. But this is more personal now. You know, CM Punk is disrespecting his late friend, Paul Bear, with, with, with you know, stealing the urn and, you know, all the, 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 the comments that he's made. So, you know, as a human being, you know, 
you don't want to wait till April 7th to, to, to kick this guy's rear end. You want to do it as quickly as you possibly can. And that, and that just made sense that Undertaker would go after Punk and would do that. Um, the one thing that surprised me, too, was um, even though um, he hasn't been seen with CM Punk lately, is Paul Heyman's association with Punk. It's kind of been off and on as of late. Um, and I like that they brought they still brought him back and they, they still you know have kept him relevant in that storyline, too, as well. But it just made sense for Undertaker to at least try and get a piece of Punk before they get to WrestleMania. Give him a little warning that, like, you know, uh, you know, you, you got to come in soon, and that's just a little taste of what you're going to get. Maybe we'll see some more physicality, you know, on next week's Raw. Um, who knows if Undertaker, CM Punk will be on SmackDown this Friday. I know they're taping SmackDown tonight, so um, we'll have to find that out, you know, in the coming days. But it just made sense to me, and I liked it. I did as well. Let's continue on with the phone calls. Get to all of you guys. You guys have been awesome. Carl, are you there? Do you have names here? I got a seven three two number. Yeah, that's probably that's probably me. It's probably Ray Ray Mars. Hey, yeah, I'm not very familiar. I don't have all the numbers memorized. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, as you remember, last week when I called in, I uh, gave you the opportunity to be interviewed by Mr. Ray Ray Mars. If you'd still have to go through with that. You know, Ray, I I think we should probably rain check that tonight because we're, we're running short on time. Yeah, I did figure as such. Yeah, we were running short, possibly Sunday. But, uh, yeah, also a quick question for you, though. How's your weather, the weather up there? I'm just kind of curious. I asked because I'm calling from the nice sunny confines of Jupiter, Florida at the moment, taking a nice, well, uh, well much-needed couple of days off from uh, the daily grind of uh, the Ray Ray Mars lifestyle and trying to up my craft and be a better wrestler or whatnot before I get back into the grind of, uh, once I get back to Jersey on Saturday. So, how's the weather up there? Just curious. It's it's just, we're all jealous now. It's, it's nasty, <sighs> it's rainy, it's cold. Spring's there just not somebody, thing. Someone told me that it was actually nice up there. Kind of surprised. It's not. Somebody's, somebody's lying to me. I don't like it. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, just uh, trying to get away for the next couple of days. As you know, it's been a long Long couple of weeks for Ray Ray Mars between the loss to Grizzly Redwood, the BWO US title loss to Steve Off, the uh, Royal screwing over Ray Ray Mars in the hands of the con man, Bob Kahn, not the Robert Conway you were just talking to. Yeah. This is this is a good this is a good time for me. Just get away from everything. But I'm glad that you wanted to rain check because I just figured you're being you're short on time. I wanna hold you up anymore and you, know, you got some more calls to get to. This Sunday we're going seven to nine. So why don't you give us a call on Sunday. Sounds delightful to me. All right, Larry. Thanks for calling. Thank you. And let's we're gonna stick with the phones. Is this Mike on the line? Hey guys, what's going on? What's going on? What do you got for us today? Well, I was, I was, I loved the interview that you guys did with Rob Conway, as well as all the interviews that you've been doing lately. Um, and you definitely answered my question on what kind of a champion um, he's going to be. He sounds like a very humble guy, and you know, and that's and that's a good way to be. Thanks, I appreciate the compliment. You know, it's it's we wanted to do something special, especially getting into WrestleMania month you know, leading up, so we kind of, like, 
lined up a lot of interviews over the next few weeks, well, the past few weeks and going into WrestleMania because I would that would be cool, going into WrestleMania, give us some special guests, uh, some insight in the world of wrestling. And, you know, it's great. I mean, it's been cool being involved in the NWA and, and having that connection. So, I mean, it's interesting. He seemed humbled and honored. And to be honest, being a student of I mean, I don't wrestle, but like kind of a student of the of the business. You know, I'm humbled having the NWA heavyweight champion on the show. I mean, I admire that lineage. So when I when I have the champion on, you know, I have that in my head that there's that lineage there. And he really seemed like a a good guy and, and uh hopefully he's the guy to lead the NWA into the future. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, what's going on, Dave? Hey, what's up? Uh, did you make it to the buffet this week? <laughs> no, actually, no, actually, you know what? Actually, we were there one night. It was a one-night deal. We never got back there. Um, no, we never got back there. But uh, yeah, it was it was great. Um, then I also heard Rob mention Pat Buck. Uh, I'm gonna be at that PWS show. Um, it looks looks like a great lineup. It's gonna be New Jack's last match. New Jack's going to be wrestling um, Necro Butcher. I'll make sure. I'll make sure I'm not at that show. That, that's going to be an absolute bloodbath. <laughs> I can't. Someone's going to get arrested in that match. That's there's going to be body bags. That, that, all, all, wow. I know is that, all I know is that I don't want to be anywhere near that. I don't want to be anywhere near the the ringside area like I was one time. Um, in JAP, Necro Butcher came so close to kicking me in the face, thanks to Magic, because Magic puts me right in the front when Necro Butcher came down. And there, here it goes, Magic goes here, and all of a sudden, I almost got kicked in the face. It was, it was, it was, it was so dangerous when Necro Butcher fights. That's unbelievable. Sure, Magic is telling him like to kick my boy in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Here's Mike. Don't worry about it. I don't want to get hit. And and here comes Mike. And uh, it was it was crazy. He was actually wrestling Rhino that night, and they ended up taking out an uh, a, they ended up taking out a vendor, which was kind of funny. Wow. Oh yeah. You know anything happens at those um uh, those crazy matches. But you know what I was thinking after Punk and Brock Lesnar are done, I'm thinking that Brock Lesnar is gonna realize, you know, whose side is Paul Heyman actually with? Well, Punk's going to be like, yo, whose side are you really on? And then maybe Punk and Brock Lesnar are going to have a fight. I've heard I've heard rumors about that possibly taking place now that Brock has signed a new deal, a longer deal. So uh, we'll see we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, but it's probably going to be in the cards for a CM Punk Brock Lesnar uh, uh, rivalry. Mm. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, that's 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 what I was thinking. I mean, because it only makes sense. Because I I like to know. Who's playing? Who's playing? Who? Um, you know, and we and and who's gonna be? Or maybe they'll tag them. How about maybe they have them tag up? I mean, that would be good too. Yeah, I agree. But at some point, even if they team up, eventually one's gonna turn on the other. Anyway, Mike, thanks for the call. We're gonna get some other phone calls. Uh, no, no problem. And I'll speak to you guys on Sunday night, Ken and Dave, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much for my time. Sounds good. Thanks for your support. And we're going. 
And now it's time for our Daily Affirmation with Justin. Justin, are you there? I can. Put a smile on our face. You. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you just said, and it made me laugh anyway. I know. So how are you? What do you got for us? Did you watch Monday Night Raw last night? Oh, yeah, Ken. I love your radio show, man. You're, you're the best host in the whole entire universe, man. In the whole universe? That's awesome. Thanks, Justin. I appreciate it. That's, that's why we need you calling every show, because you, you, you put a smile on my face, you put a smile on Dave's face, and... Look, let's face it, you really boost our egos, so we appreciate your support. Oh, thank you. So what did you think of Rock and Cena last night? It, it was great, Ken. Okay, then. I'm glad you liked it. You got any plans going into WrestleMania? Well, I think, I think, um, I think Edge will be there, right? <laughs> We can only hope. Yeah. Well, maybe you can only hope, Justin, but... <laughs> I had to be honest with you, I wouldn't mind seeing Edge back. Maybe I know, he's my favorite wrestler. I know he's your favorite wrestler. Justin, you are a quality fan, and I appreciate your support, and uh, hope to hear you. You're going to call us on Sunday? Yes, sir. All right, cool. I'll talk to you then. Okay, uh, you know What? What? I want to make, I want to make a tribute to my family at, at Yonkers. My, my father loves wrestling. Your father loves wrestling. Oh, All my right. father loves wrestling. He loves Justin. it. A shout out to Justin's dad, who also loves wrestling, and you have a heck of a son. I so. know you have a heck of me. <laughs> <laughs> hey Dave, you know what? What's that? You should be. You should. You should. Uh, you should be a wrestler too. Just like Ken oh, Reed yeah? is. <laughs> I, I tell you, I, I tell you every week. You, me, Ken, you manage us. Me and Ken will be wrestlers, greatest tag team in the world. We're, we're, we're going to be going places, making millions of dollars, millions of dollars, millions of dollars. Oh, millions right of... on, buddy. Right on, buddy boy. Yeah, there you go. Thanks for the call. We'll talk to you Sunday. All right, Ken. Thanks. Good luck. Uh, yeah, I, I, and I say it, but yeah, Justin calls, and then I got a smile on my face. Yeah. So we love our callers. Thank you so much for supporting us. You know, it's been an adventure here at Ironbound 1640. So uh, I thank you guys for being patient. We've had some technical issues, but uh, at least we got you on, Dave, right right as the interview was starting, and uh, we got the phones working right when Rob Conway called in. So that worked out well. We got to hit a little bit of. You know, Monday Night Raw and what went on. So it's a, it, you know, it's funny, Dave. I mean, we, and, and let's close with this a little like summation of Monday Night Raw last night, because what what I find interesting is it's WrestleMania season, and I guess that's where you get a little more critical. Raw is definitely better than last week. It's funny consistently because every week on Facebook dot com slash the Ken Reed Show. We do a grade raw, and usually you have a range. People have different opinions. Uh, some people think raw is great. Some people think it's terrible. Some people always think raw is terrible. Across the board, and I, I'll put myself in the same category, 
I kind of would grade it around a C. It was average. I, I'm not going to say it was horrible, uh, but I can't say that it was great. And it's kind of it's interesting being in WrestleMania season, and and we're real close to WrestleMania. We got one more Raw, one more Monday Night Raw before the big dance. And the past couple of weeks, we have not been blown away by any stretch of the imagination on Monday Night Raw. Uh, did they set the bar too high, perhaps, with uh, Cena and CM Punk? Uh, your thoughts on um, surmising what Monday Night Raw has been the past couple of weeks? Well, I'll say this much. You know, I do agree. Last week's, I mean, last night's Raw was better than the abortion that they produced the prior week. Um, but, um, you know, it's, it, it doesn't, it, they might have set the bar too high, but I mean, last year was just so, I mean, let's face it, you know, between last year and this year, last year was so, so heavily hyped because it was the first confrontation between the rock and John Cena. And it was just huge. It was, it, it, it made mainstream news. And then of course you had, you know, the undertaker, and Triple H in that huge Hell in a Cell, the end of a bear match with Shawn Michaels. You had CM Punk, who was in a high-profile role because of coming off the prior year of just being on fire with, after his pipe bomb promo. So you had a lot to look forward to heading into that WrestleMania. And, you know, it's interesting that you asked me this because I was reading on ESPN.com. They do a WWE Power Rankings. And then after last night's Raw, I, I believe The Shield was ranked at number one. But they had said that this year's build-up towards WrestleMania has been very lackluster and lazy booking, and that the, the, the audience in Philadelphia and in Pittsburgh the past two weeks have, have really felt, they, that they come across like it's felt like very underwhelmed, like there's not enough, there's, there's just, there's not that big time feel like you're heading into WrestleMania. And they, ESPN even said that they consider it to be lazy booking, that People aren't excited to see rematches that they probably didn't want to see in the first place, i.e. The Rock and John Cena, Triple H and Brock Lesnar. Now, this wrestling fan over here, I hold interest in, in those two matches to a certain degree. And, of course, you know, Undertaker and CM Punk, especially considering the year Punk has had with the long championship reign. But I do, I do tend to agree with them. It seems that they're just kind of throwing stuff together. But it doesn't mean that we're going to have a lackluster WrestleMania show. For all we know, we can go to MetLife Stadium in New Jersey on April 7th, and we could be blown away by what they produce, you know, from, a, from an in-ring and entertainment standpoint. But the build-up to get there has just been kind of, I would say, lackluster, so to speak. So it's they, they got one more to really hit it out of the park. I mean, you know, to, to really get people excited. And I think that they're also banking on the fact that they've already sold the stadium out. This year's WrestleMania is a legitimate sellout. It's probably going to draw roughly around $12 million of revenue at the gate. On top of what they're adding, they added five more dollars to HD pricing for pay-per-view and then another five dollars more to the standard uh, viewing price for pay-per-view. So, I mean, they're walking away with a pretty penny. I think they might have just said, you know what, we know that WrestleMania is already sold out on the name alone. You know, we're going to put that much effort into it, but... 
I, that's, just, that's just how I feel. That's just how it comes across on television. And, and, and we talked about it on our Sunday show on last week. It just seems very lackluster, lazy, thrown together. Some guys are feuding with, like, three or four different guys. They're not sure where they want to put who and what. And, you know, I mean, now they've announced Wade Barrett and The Miz on WWE.com. Like, they couldn't make that announcement on television last night or even on the SmackDown taping tonight. I mean, it just comes across like, all right, we'll give this guy a spot. Yay, you know, and this match is going to happen. Ooh, more, yay, you know. Just, it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like WrestleMania to me. When I get there, it'll probably feel that way. But the build up to it, I think it's just been... Yeah, we can only hope that they bring it the next couple of weeks. And again, you're right. Once the weekend starts, you start to feel the, the goosebumps and, and you get into it. But the build has not really been there. So we can only hope they, they bring it this week on SmackDown. One more Monday Night Raw. Let's see how the build continues. But we're getting real close to WrestleMania. Thank you all for tuning in tonight. Remember, we'll be on Sunday just on the internet, thekenreadyshow.com. We're going to have uh, female sensation Leva Bates is going to be on the show. Remember, special time. Get your Easter dinner done. See your family. Then we're going to be going 7 to 9 o'clock on Sunday. And then, God's will, we'll be back here next Tuesday on Ironbound Radio where we're going to have Dr. Reese. Very excited about this guest. He's a psychologist, psychiatrist, who is uh, deeply involved in uh, psychology, in wrestling, inside and outside the ring. He's uh, been involved in many panels, has spoken at the Cauliflower Alley Club. So we're going to get some insight on the business and the psyche of professional wrestlers, and I'm excited for that interview. But we've run out of time here tonight. Thank you so much for, for Rob Conway for giving us a few. Thank you, cameraman Carlos and our producer Michelle for helping set that interview up. For Dave, I am Ken Reedy. Thank you all for your support, and we'll talk to you real soon. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.